Hey friends, welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast. This is your host, Eric Malzone. And this is the show where I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing entrepreneurs, founders, change makers, and people who are just creatively leading the way through innovation. And it's not only about successes and, and great stories, because you'll definitely get those, but it's also about the personal challenges and the vulnerability that we face along the way. So this show is brought to you by Level 5 Mentors, helping entrepreneurs and founders achieve the highest levels of freedom in five different categories, time, money, relationships, health, and purpose. And if you want to find out how you're doing in those five categories, we got you covered. We got a survey for that. Just go to level5mentors.com forward slash survey, and you can take the free entrepreneurial survey and see how you're doing in each category and see where you have room for improvement because, hey, we can always be improving. So welcome to the show. Let's get on to it. My good friend, Ken, welcome back, friend, to, <laughs> welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast, man. Uh, always a pleasure to chat with you, even though we, we chat quite frequently. And, uh, you know, we're talking about topics, and I think there's one that uh, we really haven't covered that is extremely relevant. I get asked, so here, let me give a little background on this. I get asked on, uh, when I'm on other people's podcasts, like, what's the top one or two things that you see all entrepreneurs struggle with? And the first thing that always comes to mind is time management and how we help people through that. And then it's even more relevant because I'm coming off a full nine days off where I really touched my computer very minimally, um, sent out a few texts. And most of the time I was just out of cell phone, cell phone coverage time anyway. And uh, it's, it's, it's really healthy. I feel really good. My mind feels fresh. And uh, so I would love to dive into that topic is how do entrepreneurs manage their time? Why is it so challenging for so many of them? So yeah, man, what do, what do you think about that topic? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the number one thing that um, we work really hard at with entrepreneurs and founders um, to get them on an intentional time system um, that, that works for them, you know, blocking off time has been the number one success contributor for me in the last five years. Um, I used to let the world dictate what I was going to do, um, for many years. And, uh, you know, you just end up chasing your tail around. So nowadays I'm like incredibly intentional about the type of work I do when I do it. Um, and, uh, it's made, it made all the difference in the world. Yeah. So walk us through that, man. You know, what, what changed you said about five years ago, what, what did that look like? Well, I'm, I, you know, the term being a workaholic. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's actually a workaholic is just someone who doesn't know how to manage their time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Um, and literally, you know, you, you, you think you've got all this time in a day. So, you know, you get up and you, you're not super intentional about what you're about to do in that day and don't have much of a plan and um, don't know how to communicate with others about the types of things that you're supposed to be doing today. Because, again, you don't have a plan um, and, you, and, and you're not intentional about the time that you're spending. So... For me, you know, the first thing I did was um, I decided that um, I was only going to work three and a half days a week. 
And the rest of the time um, was going to be free time for me to do things that filled me up. And whether that be in the mountains or, you know, with my wife and, and dog and friends and neighbors um, or traveling or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, but that free time um, became the most important time because those free days where I wasn't doing anything that felt like work actually caused me to rejuvenate my mind so that I was able to think at a, at a level high enough to make actual change um, in the businesses that I was operating and be a, a, a creative mindset so I could um, support my teams and, um, and literally be creative. So you, you know what it's like, you just came off holidays. So how many days did it take for your, for you to have your first great idea? Yeah, it took about four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. About four, uh, four days of like decompressing, getting to the point where you're like, Oh, I'm not working. Yes. And that's the big thing. It takes at least a couple of days to realize, okay, I'm not, I'm not checking my email. I'm not checking this. I'm not, you know, I don't have meetings to attend. I'm not scrambling for, you know, a little bit of time here and there between calls or, or work segments or work blocks. It's, it, it, it takes a while to get into that relaxed mode. And, uh, you know, honestly, as I come out today, it also takes a little bit of time to kind of get back into the, the flow. <laughs> yeah. you know on both sides totally so the, i guess the question is is like why wait for a holiday for you to return to creativity why not just do it every week yes yes and i think what most people will when they hear you talk about three and a half days well how how could you possibly build businesses in three and a half days a week right how is that even doable well there's 24 hours in every day right yep it doesn't mean that I, I only work from nine to five or whatever that might be. Um, I've put a constraint on my time that's available to work. And I'll promise you, I get a, a lot more done than I used to. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing too, is that the, the concept of constraint on time, you know, mm-hmm. I use the analogy and you probably heard me use it to a nauseam, like, you know, I, I pretend that I have a flight to catch every day at three. So what do I do? Yeah. You know, then I work from seven to three and people are like, well, that's, that's actually a lot of time. That is eight solid hours of work. Yeah. And, and so imagine then saying, I'm only going to do that three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then imagine then constraining it even further and saying, one of those days of those three, I'm going to work on items that require more attention and more creativity to get them to be a revenue producing item or, you know, whatever depends on your business. But, you know, if if you're working on products or services, which most businesses, you know, that defines most businesses, um, and you're, you know, one day a week, let's call it Tuesday, is going to be this day where you, you use that creativity that you've gained from having a couple of free days ahead of it 
and that creativity serves to make sure that your vision is at a level high enough to be able to make a difference. And you work on things that, that, that move an idea or concept to something that eventually will generate revenue. The following day, the next two days, depending on the, where you are in your business, which cycle, but the next two days, you're actually focused on things that are already creating revenue that if you just put a little bit more attention to, you'll, you know with a lot of certainty that you will increase the amount of revenue they're currently creating. And the rest of the days in this scenario, the four days um, outside of those three would be free days where you don't do anything that feels like work. Hmm. I'm, I'm curious too, Cam, you know, five years ago when you, you made a switch, was there a catalyst? Was there something that happened? Was there someone who came into your life that, that helped you realize what was going on? What, what was it? Um, it was a, it was an action more than a person. Well, I guess it's partly person too, because my wife is part of the precipitous to the action. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we bought a, a piece of land, um, uh, in the mountains about three hours from where we were living in the city. And, um, I made a pledge that I, I wasn't going to misuse the opportunity that this land was going to produce for us. Um, I, in my previous career, um, I, I'd owned a, a cottage on the lake, um, and I was working in Ontario. Uh, so I'm from Canada. Um, so basically the Eastern part of Canada, uh, was where I was living and working. Um, and the cottage was in the Western part of Canada on a lake in the Shushwak uh, area of British Columbia. And the five years that I owned that cottage, uh, I don't think I was there more than six total weeks. Um, and because I was so busy traveling and working and doing all these things, um, I never got to have the benefit of having that place. And in fact, it just became a burden um, because I was always trying to find people who would take the time to go there and, and hang out um, and then finding people who take care of it because I wasn't there. And I pledged to myself that I would never let that happen again. And the only way I could think to do that was um, be in a free mindset as much as I was in a work mindset. And so three and a half days a week because of travel time back and forth, um, I, I committed to being out in, uh, in the mountains at the new land. We ended up building a house. Um, and, uh, I'm almost out there full time now. Um, and I work from there, uh, the three and a half days a week that I do work. You know, it's, uh, I'm hearing your story and, you know, obviously, you know, me very well, my values and I resonate with a lot of that. <clears throat> a lot of like, a lot of people when I like to tag me as in you as well as a lifestyle entrepreneurs, right. And I'm not exactly sure what that means. I'm like, well, isn't that just make me a lifestyle person or someone 
<laughs> enjoys their life. Uh, you know, I, I think I was on a Jim Kroll's podcast and he's, he was shocked that I got, you know, I get 50 to 70 days of skiing in per year. I'm like, well, it's not that hard. If you organize your time, it's not, you can still accomplish a lot. What, what do you think of that term lifestyle entrepreneur? I don't know what the hell it means. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't really know either. <laughs> I mean, we have a lifestyle yeah. that includes other things than work. Mm -hmm. But shouldn't everyone? Yes. And yeah. so these people who are shocked and, and have to put a term on it or codify it to make themselves feel better, I guess, uh, it, this is the way it should be the way I see it. Yeah. Like what does everyone want for the most part? Freedom. Yeah. They want to be, they want to be doing things like what we do. Yep. You know, like be, before the world got locked down and we couldn't travel, I, I would spend, you know, a couple of months every year with my wife traveling, you know, Asia, Africa, Europe, you know, you name it, um, at least two months, sometimes more. And it, it, that didn't mean I stopped my schedule because I, you know, I could be on the beaches of Spain overlooking the ocean working for three hours. That, that's just a choice that, that we we make and and it doesn't matter what if you're a ceo founder entrepreneur you can work from anywhere at any time but if you don't have intention about the type of work you're you're actually doing and when you're doing it i think it becomes less valuable yes. the only the only thing that we have no matter who we are is time right that's it so how do you get more value for your time. And also how, what do you value, which is really important too, because I think, you know, when I, I don't know where this quote came from, but you know, wisdom is knowing what you enjoy, right? Yep. Um, something like that, which essentially says, you know, when you get to the point in your life where you actually know what you enjoy, then you can pursue those things. Then that's a huge shift in, in your quality of life. And I, one of the things that I, I rave about all the time is that we do things because it's the way they've always been done, right? There's this great story um, or an analogy. It's like, you know, this, this family, this guy made this, this Christmas ham, right? And he, he cut off the tips, cuts off the tips of the ham. So I asked him, well, why, why did you do that? He's like, well, that's the way my mom does it. And then, so, you know, someone asked the mom, well, you know, why, why, why did you cut the tips off the ham every Christmas? I don't understand. She's like, well, that's the way my grandma did it, right? And then they, they go find the grandma and they ask, grandma, well, why, why do you cut the tips off the ham? Oh, because that's how I got it to fit in the pan. It was the only pan we had. <laughs> right? <laughs> and we look at these things like the 40-hour work week, the, the three meals a day, you know, all these things. Like, where do these actually come from? Does anybody know why we do these things anymore? And no one takes the time to question it. And if, if you, you know, I look at the 40-hour work week, I mean, it's obviously, you know, a result of the industrial revolution, right? It's factory workers. Like, you eat your breakfast before you go to work, you get your lunch break, and then you get off the line at five, you go home and you have your dinner. And that's, that's where this whole thing came from. 
but no one ever questions like, well, why do we do it? Is it the most effective way to do it? And it's really hard for people to break out of it. It's something that's so deeply ingrained in what we do. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how many hours I would average work mm. during those three and a half days. Um, but it's probably like 10 hours a day. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like that because I'm doing things that I'm incredibly intentional about. And um, I just, I want to make sure that I have enough time in my week to intentionally rejuvenate and, and fill back up. Cause I, you know, the type of work I do as a, you know, as a coach and a, as an entrepreneur takes a lot of mental cycles. And by the time, to be honest, by the time Wednesday afternoon comes around, I'm pretty burnt out. I need to, I need to like figure out how am I going to, rebuild myself and I can't wait until a holiday or vacation comes about. I need to do it every week. Then I have more to give. Yeah. So let's, I mean, we, we breezed over it earlier, but like, give us, give us the, how do you exactly structure your week? Like what, what does that look like between the, you know, the three categories of days? Like let's get into the nitty gritty here. How do you do it? So uh, I'll start with the hardest one for most people, which is three days. So <laughs> typically Thursday at noon, I am done uh, with work. Um, I will um, essentially the, the rest of the day on Thursday um, just organize uh, my intentions for the, the coming uh, three days, which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and, um, on Friday morning I get up, I'm not doing anything, literally anything that feels like work. And that might feel the feel or sound a bit entitled. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but, um, so if, if cutting the grass makes me feel like I'm working, I'm not doing it. I'll, I'll find someone who can cut the grass because that might be something that really fills them up. It certainly doesn't for me. And um, if I'm going to move that activity um, of cutting the grass to a focus day, which is a day that I'm in full work mode, my time is way too valuable to be spent cutting the grass. So I'm going to hire someone for whatever it is, $10, $15 an hour to cut the grass. That makes sense. Yep. So the, that free day is only the only intention for it is to do things that I like to do. Spend time with my wife, um, helping her with whatever she's working on. Um, she built an epic garden this year, so helping her uh, doing that kind of stuff. Um, building things, doing woodworking. Um, you know, that are productive, I'm still, you know, getting projects done and so on, but it, it fills me up and I, I can look at it afterwards and go, wow, that's cool. I built that. Um, going for dirt bike rides, um, into the back country on a side-by-side, -side, uh, which is like a big glorified uh, ATV kind of thing. Um, 
you know, in the wintertime, skiing, snowmobiling, um, taking care of the house, you know, making sure that everything's in order. Um, and, you know, so that we can enjoy stuff. Um, so those are free days. Um, Monday, generally, I start my day at, uh, well, I start my day pretty early, um, but work, specifically work type activities, um, I start at eight, and the the types of calls I have with clients um, are are usually set up, it, it's, it's, they're not revenue generating um, activities, but more about moving people from or my projects from uh, concept to revenue generating. Um, and then uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, I'm, and, and half of Thursday, I'm only working on things that are generating revenue. Uh, so pouring more focus and, you know, the old saying of pouring more gasoline on the fire. Um, that's where I, you know, spend my mornings working with clients. I'm spending my afternoons on, uh, my own businesses. Um, and that's really kind of how it works. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I think mine's <clears throat> similar yet different. I mean, I look at, um, I Friday by Friday at noon, you know, it's, and this has been on, this has been me for 15 years, you know, I call them F off Fridays. So I'm a ghost. Friday at, at noon um, and then all the way through. And then Monday I try to minimize the amount of meetings because that's the day that I like to strategize or just think clearly or um, work on things that, you know, um, are, are big picture stuff. Right. And then I, I cram everything in Tuesday through Thursday, which would be, you know, client meetings, all the stuff you're tra- more transactional or, you know, um, revenue based business say calls and outreach and all of those things that go into, you know, what I do on a day on a, on a weekly basis. And then, um, that's it. I, I rinse and repeat and I really don't need a vacation, um, or I don't need to travel if I maintain that schedule. And I think that's the biggest thing is one of my goals in life has always been, I want to live a life that doesn't necessitate vacation people ask me, what is your life goal? I'm like, well, that's it. I just want a life that doesn't necessitate. I want to travel because I want to travel. I want to do this, not because I get to a point where I'm like, I need a break. I'm so burnt out. Right. Because that just doesn't, that cycle doesn't work. No, it definitely does not. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't work. Yeah. You become a slave to things. There's a, um, a great book out there called the beautiful constraint. Mm, Yes. Um, And it, and it, kind of is about constraining your time. Um, the authors are Adam Morgan and Mark Barden. Um, if anyone wants to grab it, or maybe we can put it in the show notes. Um, but it essentially is taking whatever limits you. So let's say that, you know, you, you live in a very small town and you, you are limited by, you know, a certain number of customers or reach or whatnot. And, and it's understanding that that constraint of the small town actually is your advantage. So if you limit how much time you have available to work, it becomes your advantage because the less time you have, the more valuable that time becomes. Correct? Yes. 
So if there's, if you have a lot of influence over a lot of people and those people want to get to you and you have a very limited amount of time available for them, it becomes more available, right? Yes. That's my philosophy. Yes. And what do you think, you know, and cause you and I will work with entrepreneurs and founders and, and C-suite people. One of the first pieces of homework, like you got to take a free day, completely free, you know, pick a day. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard, right? It's so hard oh, for them. Like, well, geez, I, I don't know. Yeah. They panic. What, what, what's in your experience, what do you believe the psychology to be behind that? Um, God, I don't know. Um, it, it, it might have something to do with, um, imposter syndrome, hmm. um, or people feel like if they, if they begin to take free days where they're not involved in the day-to-day minutia, people might find out that they don't believe that they're capable of what it is they say they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yet. I don't either. I think it's also the, uh, it's, it's guilt. I know I've talked to a lot of people, they feel guilty when they're not working. And I don't know where that comes from either. But imposter syndrome is based upon guilt, right? The feeling yes, is guilt. It is. Like, when, is, when am I going to get the tap on the shoulder because they figured out that I'm not actually capable of doing <laughs> supposed to be doing? Yeah, when is that knock on the door coming? Yeah, I work with I work with a lot of CEOs. I don't know any of them that don't have that problem. Yeah, yeah, that that's universal for yeah. sure. You're constantly, you know, taking them back to how they got to where they are currently. Oh yeah, right. I did do the work. I am, I am capable of this this job. Um, I do have the vision. Yada yada yada. And then two weeks later, oh, I don't know if I, you know, when are they going to find out? Yeah, it's it's just a, it's a constant. Yeah, and I think it's important to say that you know we we provide guidelines or a, a you know a basic structure for how one can structure their their week as an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. That we believe is you know a good a good guideline for optimizing. But really, you got to figure out what works for you, right? Because what works for you can is a little bit different. I can't like I know you can sit on ten hours of meetings in a day. I just can't do it. I could do maybe six, right? Um, so I got to figure out my time a little bit more. That's more effective for me and how I do things. And I know over the years that Mondays are just generally, whether I'm had a refreshing weekend or not, it's just not a great time for me to be just throwing myself into the, you know, into the, the workflow again. I need some time. And, you know, I, I've talked to uh, other CEOs and, and people are starting to figure it out what really works for them. But I think that's, you know, we provide a starting point for that, right? I'm yeah, curious. The, if, go ahead. The, the system that we, we talk about, you know, the, the three types of intentions of work, um, it can definitely be customized for everyone and how they work. I mean, I, I will say that you've come a long, long way from when I first met you. You have much more intention about, what you do on a day-to-day basis and each one of them could, can be different. Um, and I think aren't your Mondays much more focused on, uh, new projects these days? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So that that means that you've taken your your time, your free time, where your brain is rejuvenated and recovered from the previous week, and and you return to creativity. And on Monday, instead of delving into you know the same old same old, you you're focused on you know using that creativity to create new products and services. Yes. Or and even just have a creative idea about a, a client that you're working with. Yeah, that happens all the time. And I also use Mondays to, to really uh, strategize intent for the week. Because, you know, one of the, the someone said to me, um, oh, it, it looks like from the outside that you're hustling. You know, what are you hustling for? I'm like, well, what does that even mean? How, first of all, how do you know what I do? <laughs> like, is it my social media? Is it the amount of podcasts I put out? Is that, I mean, I'm hustling. That stuff doesn't feel like hustle to me. But what I do make sure is that every week starts with, an, I know you do this on a daily basis. You know, you set intention with your own morning routines and I do it on kind of weekly. I'm like, okay, if I look at this week and the big goals of where we're going as level five mentors, what are the things, what's the one or two big rocks that I can move this week, whether it's setting a meeting or getting an appointment or, you know, making an introduction or creating one piece of content that's critical, whatever it is, like what's that big piece of intention? Because people miss those. They get so stuck in the reactionary mode of their week that they forget about the intention of what they're going to accomplish. Right. Yeah. Instead of reacting to something, it's how do you respond What's your plan? What's your intention? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a, you know, the today's Monday, uh, buffer day for me. Um, and I had a client that I've worked with for a long, long time was going through a transition. She just sold a, uh, a business <laughs> and, um, I've been struggling cause we'd been meeting on Wednesdays, um, prior and I'd been struggling with trying to like be creative about the vision for where she's going next and how, like she's got a good vision for where she's going, but I, I was struggling trying to help her with it. And today at Monday, super creative first call of the day, completely transformed what she was thinking, gave her a whole path within the hour. And she's like, Oh my God, I now know exactly what I'm doing, where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in, you know, when I look at the buffer days, here's, you know, there's, I want to recommend a book as well as um, the one thing. And the big question in that book is what is the one thing I can do today that makes everything else easier or unnecessary? And that's kind of the, the thought I, I present on Monday is like, okay, what can I do today that will make everything else better? Right. And Eric Carlson, who's our, you know, our good friend and colleague and was also on the show, he has a great, he's like, you know, all problems can be solved with a who or a what. So look at the biggest problems that you're facing and tackle those, make those the biggest priority of your week. And that's why I leave so much space open on Monday. I'm like, Hey, what's the big thing I can tackle this week that'll make everything else easier or necessary or, you know, smooth out a problem or a roadblock. And that's, that's where the creativity is key. Totally. Yeah. 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 And if you don't have intention leading up to that day and, and making sure that you return to a Monday create creativity with a lot of creativity, sorry. Um, you're, you know, you're probably going to burn a day. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, right on. Well, Ken, thank you so, so much for another great segment. And, uh, 
Yeah. If people want to check out more, of course, you can find Ken at Level 5 Mentors. He's also on Instagram. Uh, what is your Instagram handle? Perfect day every day. Yeah, it's great. It's really, uh, it's really inspiring. So go check out Ken there. And of course, he's all over LinkedIn, all that other stuff. So Ken, welcome. Uh, thanks again for coming on and uh, we'll see you on the next, the next time. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Eric. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Eric Malzone. Don't leave yet. I have a few more requests for you. So if you got value out of this podcast, I ask you to do a few things. Number one, go to wherever you're listening, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe to the show. Number two, while you're there, if you feel that we earned it, please leave us a nice review. Number three, share it. Whether it be social media, email, texting, whatever it may be. I'm sure you know somebody who would get value out of this episode just like you did. So please go ahead and share it. And that's how we get the word out. So it's really valuable and super appreciative. It only takes a minute of your time. Next, if you know of somebody, including yourself, who would be a great guest for the show, please head on over to level5mentors.com, L-E-V-E-L, the number five, mentors.com. Get in touch with me. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Make an introduction. Whatever may be, you can also get me directly in my email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, at level5mentors.com. Lastly, if you just want to chat, you want to find out more, if you want to expand on some ideas, I love hearing from the audience. So go ahead and hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. You also have my email already. So I love to hear from you. I'm always looking for ways to improve the show, and I'm always looking to have great conversations. So don't hesitate to reach out. And once again, thank you for listening to the Black Diamond Podcast, and you can expect a lot more from us.